Hi there. I'm Francoise Von Trapp, and this is the 3D Insights Podcast. So this is the last day of SEMI's Industry Strategy Symposium in Half Moon Bay, California. Um, Thanks to COVID restrictions, it's been two years since I've been to Europe to attend any events. And so I was really happy when I found out that Life Altamime, who is president of Semi Europe, was here at the symposium. Because who better to talk to about what's happening in Europe from the war in Ukraine and to the European Chips Act? So he's here to have the conversation. Thanks for joining me today, Life. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. So let's start off with what's every, on everyone's mind, the war in Ukraine. Um, how is it impacting Europe in general? What are you seeing? Um, indeed, it's, um, it's more, more recent, but it has a, a, a huge impact. I think uh, we start off with the societal impact, you mm-hmm. know, as you can see on the news. Um, whereas in Europe, you really feel it because you see the migration of like millions of families on a daily basis. You know, from one day being at their own home and you know their own environment, all of a sudden they become refugees and you know they're like with their kids and so on. So, from a societal aspect, it is really quite severe. Quite, you know, it has a, a, quite a huge impact. From an economical point of view, there are, as you know, with the you know the the world is still you know trying to recover from the COVID nineteen right. and the global supply chain. Uh, so with the, with, with that in mind, with a, an already strained supply, global supply chain, this causes an additional pressure on that, you know, and when, if you look at again in terms of, uh, from, you know, from industry point of view, but also in general, mm-hmm. um, you know, we look at from an industry perspective, the automotive industry already sees, you know, the impact, you know, having a shortage of component coming from Ukraine, uh, from an industry there is not being felt yet, but there are what they call critical materials that are very critical for mm-hmm. the semiconductor industry, like the neon, the helium, which could become a, a, a large issue if how, you know, depending on how long this crisis go. Um, in addition to that, again, going back to the day to day living, you know, we see that, you know, uh, already, you know, rising the, you know, the, the oil and gas prices, mm-hmm. you know, they are worsening. Uh, global energy uh, crisis in Europe, uh, which again, it's become people start to feel it, whether it's at the tank station, whether it's at home, mm-hmm. all energy, uh, energy prices are rocketing. Is it different, um, from when the Syrian refugees were coming in? Does it feel different? Yes, uh, fundamentally different. Uh, so I think on, on humanitarian, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's of equal, um, you know, in terms of crisis and, you know, um, uh, devastation, to be honest with you, because, you know, refugees wars, mm-hmm. uh, you can, I mean, uh, it's always felt. That's, that's something that we're so far removed from here in the U.S. because we're essentially an island. I mean, we, right. but we really don't know what it's like on a day-to-day basis to deal. We see it on, like you said, we see it on TV, we right. see it in the news, but you have that, Buffer and for, you know, someone who is living in Europe and, you know, may use the public transportation, I'm sure. Now, where are you in? And in, 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 I'm based in Berlin, in Germany. You're, you're birth, okay. Yes. So you're very close. So I'm sure you're seeing at the train stations, for instance. Absolutely. Uh, you see, so on the news, but you also really feel it. You see mm-hmm. it, you know, on the day to day basis. And going back to your question, the difference between this case, you know, Russia, Ukraine versus the, you know, the previous, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, crisis like the Syrian invasion, 
this was on humanitarian level. Mm-hmm. You read more, you see more, and you feel it later. Mm-hmm. With the Russia Ukraine, we're talking like a superpower. You know, mm-hmm. this is, yeah, has exactly. a huge impact, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing like this is not only humanitarian level, uh, crisis level, you know, in terms of like, uh, you know, societal impact, but you feel it already. I'm um, like in, in the day to day living, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're seeing, the, um, as I mentioned, the oil and gas prices mm-hmm. rocketing. Uh, you see the industry trying to say, oh no, you know, what is already uh, like a limping global supply chain. Mm-hmm. This adds on top a huge pressure. And it's also, it's unpredicted that it's not planned, let's mm-hmm. say, and it's something that can have an even higher impact and higher devastation depending how how it goes it has a political economical and societal impact mm-hmm. at a different level from anything we've seen before mm-hmm. because we're talking you know as a superpower level like mm-hmm. within europe right and for for instance the last time that there was this sort of escalation was World War II with the superpower, and the semiconductor industry didn't exist yet absolutely right so absolutely. this is really new for us as an industry and how so so how is it in how is the war impacting the semiconductor industry specifically? Right, I, I think you touched on two two points. Absolutely mm-hmm. true. I think when you look at the again the humanitarian crisis, mm-hmm. it really it, it, this is the first thing you see is like something you've seen on movies, mm-hmm. like the World War Two. You know, uh, the men taking their family, wives, and kids to the border, and that they go back to you know. To, mm-hmm. It was like really, it was almost like a surreal thing that the mm-hmm. way it's happening. Of course, as you said, in terms of like really economical impact, you couldn't feel it then. Now there is a very clear, you know, impact statement. As I mm-hmm. said, whether it's oil, gas, in from the day-to-day living. But in terms of the semiconductor industry, I think the COVID has been the biggest image campaign of, of our industry, of the mm-hmm. semiconductor mm-hmm. industry, as you can, as you can imagine. You know, it was our industry that enabled working from home, you know, uh, home education, home shopping that kept the the world economy engines running. This has become a huge realization, and that's why you see, you know, all member states and governments and you know presidents holding wafers, you know, supporting the semiconductor right, industry. Yeah. And the fact that it had impacted, you know, at the initial in 2020, the first industry got impacted was the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. But a year later, this became global crisis, you know, impacting every industry. So the world had become super sensitive to such you know, supply chain uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, challenges. And hence, the first measure was, you know, the, the, the question to semi is, how is this impacting the semiconductor industry? And the answer is, well, you see the automotive already mm-hmm. is impacted. Then in terms of like really critical semiconductor quality grade materials, like neon, like helium, like palladium, all these materials are key. Where, you know, Ukraine, for example, for the neon is 90% of, of the world, you know, neon supplies. 90%? 90, 90, yes. Okay. So basically it's, it's, it's raw materials prices rising 90% of U.S. semiconductor grade neon. Mm-hmm. So this is the rocket, you know, the, the terms of the prices, but mm-hmm. the, in terms of the the output from the Ukraine, it's seventy five percent of of the of the of the of the mm-hmm. material that is needed of the neon. This has some impact that is being felt and being maybe mitigated at this point, but could become an even worse, which has a direct impact to the lithography equipment right. process tools. Um, so yes, it has, but I think it adds more concerns. 
uh, to an already strained supply chain. Mm-hmm. I think this is the key, the key message that is already mm-hmm. and and then the coolant plant that we just got that news just the other day, right in um, Belgium right. for 3M that got shut down, which right. is another issue, another an, another hit to our supply chain. Exactly, and again, it's it's hitting. It's almost uh, it's, uh, so. There was the COVID, which was unplanned, but the unplanned, you know, direct impact. Um, really keep going in the mm-hmm. Russian Ukraine as you, uh, one example as we discussed but now is the the 3M plant you know mm-hmm. the uh, the manufacturing plant in Belgium you know got shut down i think it was early march mm-hmm. uh, and still no clear you know outlook when it's going to go back into production um this is more of a governmental issue mm-hmm. uh, government regulations you know mm-hmm. that they, they 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 closed the the manufacturing uh, site in Belgium um we are looking from a semi, but also from our, you know, our partners to see what is the latest and you know, what is really having forward. But it's not something, you know, that any anyone can influence. This is a government, you know, decision. Right. So it has to be at the government level. But we're following up to see how far are are they in the discussion with 3M, you know, to mitigate what mm-hmm. what, are, what the reasons they were being shut down by the Belgian government to see. What is the output? But again, it's unknown and it could have a, a devastating impact. And these are all stacking up to just show us how there are so many unknowns out there and that we really have to prepare. And, and I spoke with Bindia from Resilink yesterday about this topic and the importance of, I thought her presentation was fabulous. Because the global supply chain was like a massive impact, yeah. as we all know, and we're seeing it. And there are so many moving parameters that unpredictable, unplanned. And I just want to add, you know, that the, what SEMI has, you know, with using its global footprint, uh, you know, 2,500 members globe, worldwide, mm-hmm. you know, having the global automotive advisory councils in five regions mm-hmm. helped tremendously because this members of these councils are from an entire value chain from innovation all the way to the, to the automotive industry. So these helped great deal and will continue to help to, you know, to have an earlier forecast to predict. As a result of the ongoing crisis, you know, SEMI also had initiated, you know, established the global supply chain um, uh, platform, monitoring platform mm-hmm. scheme, which is crucial for our members moving forward to get an early signal, you know, of what could be impacted to do the assess- impact assessment, but also what are the mit- mitigation tools that is needed. So just on that, I mm-hmm. think what we have learned is that, that with SEMI's global footprint, it has put now some monitoring scheme. Mm-hmm. They get an early warning system moving forward. Okay. Should anything like that happens, then we can do the earlier assessment, but also make sure that our members are well informed in advance to support that. Mm-hmm. So these are the the let's say the the crises uh, that and we are and then has but Sami has solutions. Yes, indeed, uh, and w- with our members, you know, this was also discussed at the board level this morning. Uh, so it has a great support from our, from top level, but mm-hmm. also all, all across all our members, you know, whether it's in, you know, the US, Europe, all, all, all 77 regions globally to be able to, to, mm-hmm. to put the, the, the scheme, monitoring schemes in place. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, the other big news, uh, that just recently was announced was the European Chips Act. Right. Um, you know, Europe wants to go from owning nine to percent of to 20% of the world's chip manufacturing and the act that was passed added 15 billion to an existing 30 billion in public investments mm-hmm. to create new stem focused programs attract new talent to Europe and build new infrastructure um what do you think the outcome of this investment's going to be 
what we're hearing, um, so again, industry global, uh, today it has exceeded, I, I continue, every day I, I hear a new number. Mm-hmm. So 555 billion in 2021, now it's 587 in 2021. So it's continuing to grow. Mm-hmm. I think again, because of the COVID, the demand rocketed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, digital transformation as we know it, you know, continue to, to go, to grow. What we have it, an industry today in 2021 and the five, let's say between around five, five fifty, five seventy, five billion, um, it is already seen that it's continued to grow. Even mm-hmm. 2022, it's, it's uh, 2022, it's forecasted to exceed 600 billion. Mm-hmm. So it's it really it's amazing. Given growth. the forecasting, though, given that the headwinds, you know, we do have headwinds that we have to look out for. So it may not, it may slow down, it may. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Absolutely. Yeah. But if we look at what's happening now, there is no slowdown. Right. Because as we said from the last topic is the industry still has not recovered mm-hmm. in terms of like the supply and demand for, mm-hmm. for, for semiconductor. And the demand continues to grow. So basically, but until more capacity comes in play, mm-hmm. The demand, you know, the gap between the demand and supply still exists. Right. Um, so I think moving forward, uh, the, 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 the expectations, the forecast for what are the, you know, the mega drivers, mega trend drivers keep going. Definitely for sure, we see an industry forecast to be, you know, again, a few weeks ago it was forecast to be 1.1 trillion. This mm-hmm. morning we hear it's, this is an underestimate. It's forecasted to reach 1.3, 1.4 trillion dollar by 2030. Or thereabouts. Oh, thereabouts. <laughs> Give and take. I, I don't right? like to set us up. For, I mean, I think the number is great. Right. When we get there, I do think it's going to depend on whether or not we can handle all of these. Absolutely. You know, it's great. We've got, we've, we have the fabs, but we need the tools. Right. We need the people. Um, so this is like all things considered moving forward, we'll get there. It may take, and the, that's what the analysts are saying anyway, sure. that it may take a little longer. But Absolutely. But it's still good news that we're, Growing, Absolutely. and I think that's the important part: is that we're growing, and it's a, a, a vibrant industry that is contributing to the global economy, and Absolutely. and and it's a great place to be. Absolutely, it's it's a, it's a great industry to be in. It's you know, talk about job security yes. right now. <laughs> uh, you can't even get jobs, you, as you know. Like this is, as you very well put it. You know, it is. It, we can see a forecast yeah. like for the continuous draw, growth. And again, as I said, digital transformation, AI, are the mega trends that are really driving. From a high level, everything falls under connectivity. Mm-hmm. You know, 35 billion to 70 billion plus devices in 2030. Mm-hmm. So the good thing is we can put things in place right. you know, to, to, to enable that growth. So today's capacity, we don't. So basically, what we have today is like 75, 80 global wafer fabs. To do that, we need to double that. So by default, you're going to need another 80 plus, uh, wafer fabs globally, mm-hmm. globally, right? Then when you do that, 
Inita says, okay, this is going to grow, but we need, I said, equipment. Right, this is clear. You need technologies, you need materials, you need people to run them. You need advanced packaging. You need advanced packaging, <laughs> most importantly, indeed. And these are the things that already flagged yeah. up, right? And this is these are the challenges that are already on the radar. So it's not no surprise. Mm-hmm. I think we need to look at, from a global industry, is how do we enable that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the other statement is, we're talking like, it's not, again, not just Europe, but globally, the carbon footprint, you know, mm-hmm. sustainability, mm-hmm. you know, semiconductor industry is one of the contributors, but can be one of the instruments mm-hmm. to really, you know, contribute to the, to the carbon uh, neutral, neutrality uh, targets. Um, so these are the two, let's say, really big challenges being addressed as skills, diverse, mm-hmm. diverse workforce and sustainability, you know, whether it's economical, but also environmental. This is the two key things that the, the industry needs mm-hmm. to work on. If I go take that from a semi-global footprint, this is, these are definitely the two things also semi is enabling. Semi is mm-hmm. working with very high focus on with the semi foundation on the global workforce development mm-hmm. in every region, uh, as well as sustainability. We, we launched an, a global sustainability advisory council, uh, which with the summit is planned, the launch summit is planned during Semicon West in July. Mm-hmm. So this is again global industry coming together, mm-hmm. you know, to address this global challenge. If I take that to Europe point of view, so if we're talking, you know, Europe today is about eight, nine percent of the global market, mm-hmm. as you know. So there's a great opportunity for Europe. And I think the, you mentioned the European Chips Act. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, it's, you know, hand in hand with the Europe, with the US Chips Act. So these were the two instruments that came right. out of that. But they seem different as, uh, as far as where they're focusing right. their, um, the distribution of, of, Funds, and I'm wondering if we should be tearing a page out of the European Chips Act for the U.S. I mean, we should be doing the same thing versus right. giving all the money to the big chip manufacturers, yeah. builder fabs. <laughs> well, I think capacity is of, of yeah. paramount importance. Yes. And I think also, like, the, well, if I look at the Europe, I think um, the the Chips Act, you know, the, the, the really the final uh, version of the Chips Act, has two levels. One was, you know, Europe has leadership in in technology mm-hmm. R and D, as you know, in automotive and semiconductors for automotive mm-hmm. power electronics mm-hmm. RF and so on, as well as equipment, you know, ASML mm-hmm. and other key leaders. And if I go like you know packaging, you go for the PESI and mm-hmm. and other equipment. So it is of paramount importance that Europe maintains leadership in in these mm-hmm. in these areas. So, but in order, if you're looking at an industry, so A, the growth, but even more importantly, the growth rate, it's at an enormous rate that is growing. So the, the pace of that has been in the, enabled us in the past and the business model is no longer viable. Mm-hmm. It cannot, it cannot meet the, you know, the, 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 the rate that the industry is growing at. So we're looking at, okay, we need to make sure we invest in what Europe is strong, mm-hmm. to maintain leadership, mm-hmm. to maintain the value as part of the global value chain. But also in parallel, as if you look at, and again, this is something that's come out, out of the supply chain, the global supply mm-hmm. chain, is you need to have some sort of control over that. Mm-hmm. So we're looking, okay, digital transformation moving forward, you know, uh, 5G to 6G, high-performance computing, quantum computing, you know, cryptocurrencies, all these things. They will demand much, much more advanced technology nodes, as you can imagine. Right. 
And the CHIPS Act was while focused with, with a clear focus on growing, building on the strength of Europe, they also identified areas where they need to build upon, you know, to strengthen the positioning. Design was one example. Advanced packaging was mm-hmm. one example where Europe is behind. They need to build on that in order to secure a resilient supply chain moving forward. Right. So are we talking about creating self-contained supply chain within the region? Uh, indeed. Uh, I guess self-contained, but it's a much more like self, like you have a more control what you have than what you do today. Right. Right. You need to have, uh, to be able to rely rather than, you know, a last minute surprise if something happens. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, in every region is considering that because, like, the fact that you rely on a global supply chain, it's, it's adding risks to the to the to the growth. Mm-hmm. So I think this has come, like, looking, but it's not like um, you know a, a disconnected, absolutely not. But have a creating the supply chain within the region that can enable you to grow and be less impacted by the global, you know, whether it's geopolitical, whether it's you know all other a, a, a climate crisis, a climate yeah. crisis is. Collaboration is super important for this industry where sure. we are a global industry. And if we focus on being more self-contained and regional, how is that going to impact our efforts of collaboration? This is a very good question. I think, again, everybody you hear, so then this is global. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as you, as you know, like it's, it's, it's seven regions, it's Asia, it's US and, and Europe and so on. So then this is global. The supply chain is global. You know, to, to say that you become, you know, let's say you have, um, you have an independent ecosystem, it's very unlikely. You will always have to have, you know, the global collaboration. I think you need to have some more leverage in terms of your supply chain, in terms of your market that mm-hmm. you do today. Maintain that and look at how you can continue to grow coll- collaboratively, you know, at global level. You know, if I look at, again, if I go to Europe and I go to the European Chips Act, Again, the focus was the whole focus was the whole investment is on strengthening Europe further mm-hmm. and what they're strong at, you know, building on what is needed, you know, the competences like design and like packaging, right? Because you will need that if you grow the industry. But what they have done was they also opened the door for global collaboration, you know, for the advanced technology nodes. This is something you cannot restart, you know. This is something that you need, you know, when the big players to come and invest in Europe. And this is basically was the Intel announcement, the investment in Europe and advanced technology nodes. Then you have a complete, a complete complementary ecosystem. You have the, the innovation. You have the, you know, the drivers in terms of the mega trains. You have the manufacturing, which is really increasing continuously, but also you will have the technology nodes, the advanced technology, which will be needed moving forward as part of enabling you, you know, providing with, with a, with a, a more resilient supply chain mm-hmm. and to enable the growth in Europe to go to 20% of global market share. You're going to need that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to mm-hmm. need that resilient supply chain to be able to grow and have more stronger capabilities in the design and the and the packaging. Okay. All right. So you have, um, I would love to talk about this for longer, but we kind of need to start wrapping up. Sure. Um, so let's talk about the next event, ISS Europe. Um, when is it and how can people um, attend? Very good question. Uh, so ISS When, Europe where, is, how? Uh, exactly. So when? It's May 30th. Uh, okay. It, where? It's Brussels uh, okay. in Belgium. 
uh, and uh, you know taking into account you know the 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 global growth what we've just been talking about with the collaborations mm-hmm. the supply chain resilience and what are the what are the mega mega challenges mm-hmm. moving forward so the semi europe it's focuses on resilient semiconductor europe mm-hmm. and also with a very focus on if we want to grow the industry, we know we have to to to. It's global challenge, but we need to address at regional level. And these are the focus on diverse workforce. Uh, mm-hmm. that how do we work together collectively to provide the pipeline, university, but also at schools, so that we can continue to you know to create the pipeline. You will, you will need a lot of jobs. I think if you look at the Intel announcement, just for the Intel investment, they mentioned they need seven thousand jobs to get this whole project done. And once the two fabs are ready, they will have a 3,000 plus permanent jobs. So there's wonderful opportunities mm-hmm, ahead. Mm-hmm. So we need to work together. And this is the focus of the semi globally. Mm-hmm. And hence, it's the focus of the semi industry science symposium European on okay. May 30th. The other aspect, as you know, Europe is very strong in, in carbon neutrality mm-hmm. with a clear target, with a clear goal. So with the Green Deal. So mm-hmm. we're looking, the second one is how the, how can our industry contribute, semiconductor industry contribute to not only economical, but also societal impact, you know, how to mitigate that in the moving forward. Uh, how can the industry be, you know, an instrumental uh, contributor in the carbon, in the uh, neutrality contribution, carbon footprint? And if we look at automotive, again, a perfect example, you know, going to electrification, mm-hmm. this will be one key instrumental move towards that goal. But there are other things like what you call now, you know, so the whole universe is talking chips, as you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not even using semiconductors anymore as chips. So we were talking like green chips, low energy chips, mm-hmm. technologies that is needed that will be really instrumental moving forward for, let's say, the, the data centers, for the cryptocurrencies. So the semiconductor industry can be, you know, it's a problem today in terms of, in terms of, you know, sustainability, but absolutely can play a major part in, mm-hmm. in being part of the solution. And so these are all the things that people will hear about if they want to attend ISS Europe. Uh, absolutely. And okay. everybody's invited. And if you, if you have any question, feel free to reach out. Okay. And I will put links in the show notes so that people Fantastic. can sign up. Thank you so okay. much. Okay. Thanks so much. It was so great to see you. And I will probably see you next at Semicon West. Well, uh, thank you very much. I hope to see you earlier, but uh, Semicon West <laughs> will be nice. I hope to see you at the 3D uh, summit, but Semicon West will be great. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you. There's lots more to come, so tune in next time to the 3D Insights Podcast. The 3D Insights Podcast is a production of 3D Insights, LLC.